0: welcome to ice town clowns a podcast reviewing every episode of nbc's parks and recreation i'm katie
1: and i'm kirk because jacob is having technical problems and will hopefully be joining us a little later in this show
0: Yes, so this week we are reviewing, at least two of us are reviewing, uh, (laughs) season four, episode 17, Campaign Shake-Up. This episode originally aired March 1st, 2012, and it was both written and directed by Dan Gore, who goes on to do um, all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I believe. He becomes the head writer uh, for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That is Uh, a good show. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, the summary is Leslie and Ben are caught off guard when her opponent, Bobby Newport, hires a powerful campaign manager from Washington. Chris forces Ron to start interviewing replacements for Leslie when work starts falling through the cracks and an unlikely office mate solves a challenging problem. Yep. I want yep. the job of the NBC person who gets to like write up the summaries of everything. It doesn't seem to be
1: that difficult of a job. No, no, it, it also doesn't. sometimes doesn't seem as though you have to have watched the episode. No, though definitely th- not. This time it's pretty accurate, I will say. Yeah. Um, so mostly this episode to me is about the arrival of one of my favorite bit yes. characters in the show. Uh, Jen, Bobby Newport's, you know, hired on at the last minute campaign manager.
0: Yes, and she is played by an actress whose name I have momentarily forgotten um, that I will kill time while I look up because I think she's fantastic and I agree. One of, maybe my favorite sort of guest character that comes on, um, Catherine Khan. And she's supposed Catherine my way. There you go. Yeah. Um, So this episode starts out with um, Perd, Perdrick L. (laughs) (laughs) Hapley. Really bummed that I didn't remember his name was Perdrick before I named all my children. Because.
1: (laughs) Well, all the children you have up to now. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: (laughs) Uh, That will be the end of all the children that I have.
1: Uh, Yes. Yes. We'll see about that. Um, so Perdrick is, you know, I guess he hosts a political talk show that focuses on the major political comings and goings in Wamapoke County. And during his show, they're discussing the surge that Leslie Nopez has had in the polls in her race against Bobby Newport, Brandy Max, Fester Trim, and Manrico Della Rosa.
0: <laughs> and again... <laughs> Who's doing this polling? Because these aren't even the campaign polls, right? This is like... Pawnee
1: Journal, Sweetums. Pawnee Journal and Sweetums paid for this poll, which was conducted by uh, Shiler Kirkstong analysts of Pawnee, Indiana. It said so at the bottom of (laughs) the poll. Did it really? (laughs) Yes. Now, this is is, is a pretty accurate poll. They spent a lot of money on this because the margin of error is 2%. So you have to have several hundred interviews completed to get to a 2% margin of error. And I'm gonna to wanna to talk about this poll in more length with Jacob.
0: Right, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, if he is able to join us today. But the numbers in the poll has Bobby Newport at 45%, Leslie at 30 Brandy Max at eight, and the other two candidates just a little bit below that. There's 11% undecided. Ooh. That means that if Leslie gets every single undecided voter to come to her, she's still going to lose to Bobby. So this is really not a good poll for Leslie, particularly since we later, later learn in this episode that she's only six weeks out.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of ground to make up in, uh, yep. in six weeks. Um,
1: however, I have seen at least one election that I've worked on where we closed about a 12-point poll gla- gap in the last four weeks of a campaign. So,
0: So it's possible.
1: It is possible. It is possible.
0: Um, I also like how they get so specific that they all know the campaign managers, which is so common on a small local race. So like when I've been running campaigns
1: across the country, when I was running campaigns in Texas where I did like the closest thing I ever did to like local races, occasionally like the reporters would know me well enough or I would be like visible enough that they'd mention me and explain who I was. But usually it's not during the, the the talk show that they have on Sunday where they're discussing the high-powered political goings and comings of the city. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I did I... once have the Dallas Observer uh, quote me in an article and then say that my name, Kirk McPike, was the legal limit of Star Trek references you're allowed
2: to have in one name.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Um, the uh, Which now... <laughs> that I'm thinking about, I'm a little concerned Kirk McPyke is not your real name. <laughs> no, if I was and going maybe that, I don't know you at all.
1: If I was going for that, I would have just gone with Kirk Pike, wouldn't I? Wouldn't I, I
0: maybe, unless you wanted to make it just realistic enough that no one would pay attention. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay, mm. well, <laughs> more on that next week. Um, there, shows like this do exist on, like, cable access. They just don't look the way that purds do, right?
1: Right. They look a bit more like Wayne's World.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my understanding. Because I know we do have, like, kind of a local version of this. In Alexandria. Yeah. Um, so it I does mean, exist. Or when
1: you're doing this sort of show on the budget, it looks like the set of Between Two Ferns. <laughs> you just go with like a generic black drape in the background and a couple of plants yeah. to give a little shape to the space. This is like a really nice TV studio with right. graphics. And like, I assume that PURD is on the Pawnee NBC affiliate. Um, I would assume so yeah, so maybe that's what we're seeing here, but still, pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't, my next note, I don't know what was happening in the show, but my next note is just don't date your campaign manager.
1: Right, because she just keeps talking about how hot her campaign manager is, which distracts him from his work. I have to say the main thing I noticed in this scene, though, was that Ben is way overdressed to be a campaign manager.
0: <laughs> He's in a tie, right?
1: Yeah. Come on.
0: And he's just, like, in her house or his right. house. I don't know. Someone's like, house.
1: Unless it's debate night, you're not wearing a tie if you're a campaign manager or a uh, fundraiser. Yeah. But even then, sometimes for a fundraiser, you go open collar to show that you're kind of the, the political operative in the room.
0: Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do hang in the back with the political operatives, even though I'm not one. <laughs> it's all I know Literally, how to do. Literally, that's...
1: That's how Carter and I became friends, was hanging out in the back of rooms while our bosses gave the exact same speeches over and over and over again at yeah. community centers.
0: I know. I almost thought that Carter should do a guest spot on this particular episode because it's so much of the campaign managers interacting. Uh, you guys could fight it out as to who is who, but then, you
1: know. <laughs> well, we have a few more episodes left. I think that's a great idea for yeah. a future show.
0: Yeah. Uh, so... Leslie is going to try to get the votes of the Pawnee senior citizens because they're the only people who vote in local elections. True or not true? Yeah, Completely
1: (laughs) accurate, right?
0: I feel like yes. I mean, I Um, vote, but... Yes,
1: right, exactly. And you are dramatically lowering the average age of a voter when you do so, Um, though every year you're reducing it by less. True. True. So i love carl reiner here he's great as ned johnson is he's that who powerful it is? yeah that's carl reiner okay. he's powerful but he's old yes <laughs> and also i love the interaction the beginning all right leslie i don't have a lot of time oh my god cancer <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and the top three complaints according to polling amongst pawnee seniors one everything hurts two i'm dying and three, we need more ramps.
0: Which, like, honestly, same. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I I feel like I say everything <laughs> hurts and I'm dying at least once a day, and I'm not opposed to ramps. Like, sometimes nope. I take them just cause. Yeah,
1: sometimes the ramp is closer to where I parked, so I'll just take the ramp. Yeah, and I, right right now I have no a
0: stro- yeah I have a stroller, so like I'm often in search of ramps.
1: Uh, yeah. So, given your upper body strength, you could just lift that stroller and hike it up the stairs if you needed to. I mean, I've done it. You're pretty ripped.
0: Thanks. I've done it.
1: I don't doubt it.
0: Kirk and I follow each other on our Apple Watches, so for those (laughs) listening at home, Kirk and I know a lot about each other's, like, movement habits.
1: (laughs) I have to hit my activity goal today because if I do, I will have done it every day this month, and I'll Um, get the little medal.
0: I know it sends me a notification every day. It's like, Kirk's on his (laughs) longest move streak.
1: Right, because it it started about halfway through last month, (laughs) just every day. I didn't realize it was informing people every day. Like, come on, Apple, maybe once a week on that one. (laughs) Right.
0: No, every day without fail, it tells me that you've gotten your (laughs) longest move streak. Like, All right.
1: Well, I feel like Jason probably won't let me wear my Apple Watch tomorrow morning for our um, engagement photos. So, that'll probably break the move streak, having it off for a few hours in the morning. So, we'll what? see, unless I really double down. Is he also
2: Hi, not going to let you have your wrist in these photos? I don't understand. They're synonymous. Well,
1: no, no, the watch is removable. That's how I changed the pretty little strap. Oh,
2: Just,
1: you, okay. you should get an Apple Watch... Jacob, so you and Katie and I can communicate through that media as well. Yes.
0: <laughs> God forbid there'd be some form of media that we don't all communicate on. Uh, all right. So Jacob, Jacob, you missed our discussion of the poll and we felt like we had to revisit it when you got here because you might have thoughts or you and Kirk would have yeah. things to talk about.
1: It, so Jacob, six weeks out, she's 15 points back. And 11% are undecided. This is not a really great poll for Leslie No.
2: No. no. And just the amount of polling we've been over, that it's nonsense that we're doing this number of polls. Why are there this many candidates in the race? I I mean. Oh, no. This is super, super common in an open city council race. Come on, Jacob. I get it. I guess, uh, but uh, the the sheer amount of media attention and engagement uh, <laughs> is pretty insane. Uh, that that we're all going on purred multiple times in this episode. Um, sometimes How you'll often get his show on. Sometimes you'll get this this in a municipal election, which is set in like the spring, will generate significantly more attention. Than say even a state legislative race or a congressional race that's happening on, at the same time as a presidential. Um, it is beneficial sometimes to have these in in lower in, in, in lower um, kind of competitive windows, so you can actually pay attention for, to the race. But boy, this is a lot of coverage for this race. Is this the only race going on in town? Like Yes, it is the, it's the only
1: open seat. It is the only open seat, and we know the mayor always gets reelected, so I do think this is the only real race.
2: Okay, okay.
1: And regarding your other point, we all know that city council elections are much more important than state legislative elections, so it makes sense they would get more coverage, right? We all agree on that. Totally,
0: totally. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Jacob, did you see who paid for the poll? Who's been paying, apparently, for all these polls? No, I didn't. I missed that. Who? At the bottom, it, so the graphic at the bottom... The Pawnee Journal, and Sweetums paid for the poll. Oh, my.
0: Which, isn't that a huge conflict? I mean, I get I don't know.
2: Well, I, I am assuming this is the Sweetums Foundation? I, I,
0: oh, okay. I, I, this is like
2: how Bloomberg News covers things that aren't Michael Bloomberg and things that are Michael Bloomberg sometimes. Um,
1: wait, are there things that aren't Michael Bloomberg? Because I read Bloomberg News, and that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, oh,
0: wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I just also, Jacob, did you realize that there are two Star Trek references in Kirk's name, (laughs) thus leading me to the conclusion that Kirk McPike may not be his real name? Uh...
2: And
0: maybe we don't know him at all. And we should look into this further. Just, I just, anyway, it was something that came up and before I forgot about it.
1: I mean, I would. So, for our listeners, for our listeners, I'd like to thank you for sitting through our recap of the
2: first five minutes of this episode. twice. I, I would hate to find out that one of my best friends had been lying to me about something essential about who they were for years. That would be yeah. devastating.
0: It hurts.
2: Uh. Yep. All
1: right. Okay. So we're talking. We're at the scene where uh, they're talking to Ned Johnson of uh, the Pawnee Old People Group.
0: Yeah. Actually, we really kind of, we talked about that scene. Uh, Everything hurts and I'm dying. Uh,
2: By the way, can we say, I have seen that gif many times. Had no idea this is where it's from. The context is quite different than how people use that gif.
0: Yeah, I always thought it was um, in in an episode where uh, there's food poisoning.
2: Or the flu, or something where Leslie is the one in pain.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's here.
1: Well, by the end of this episode, Leslie is the one in pain. No, that's fair.
0: Um, so in our B plot, Ron goes to see Chris to tell him uh, that the parks department is falling down on the job. And we learned some information, I guess, about the size of Pawnee, that in a town of this size, the parks department has 10 employees. So I guess we could look up which towns have parks departments with 10 employees.
1: Well, before we get to that, though, when Ron walks in, Chris is doing some sort of upside-down sit-up. That's impossible. That's, not, that's, not, really, that's yeah. not a real thing.
0: No, it's really not, actually. It's no. like a thing that TV shows do, but you never see anyone at the gym, even, like, super fit people, like, hanging upside-down doing sit-ups. Like, it's
1: like – planking or squats no one
2: can actually do either of those things i had a roommate who used to do these upside down sit-ups
0: that's just silly like i exercise a lot i don't do crap like that like come on
1: she does exercise a lot jacob which you would know if you would get an apple watch like we have
2: okay yes i don't have an apple watch to know what each other are doing every minute big data isn't terrifying at all
1: uh, all the data is kept on the watch, and we don't know exactly what the other person is doing, and it's whole—it's totally opt-in. Exactly. And 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 I don't. There you go. Well, Apple Watch—a better way to watch your friend's exercise. Let's not make that <laughs> tagline for anything. <laughs> uh, so, Ron is given the option of. Uh, Completing a government project or hiring someone to take Leslie's place in the department so that the department can complete some government projects, which he describes as the time when his dad made him pick between which of his two pet calves they're going to slaughter for his sixth birthday. And he couldn't choose, so he had to slaughter both of them, and they were delicious
0: yeah okay <laughs> this like felt like one of those ones where they were trying to make it be like Ron in the last episode and I don't know
2: I just have no thoughts on this entire B plot
0: yeah it's, it is weak
1: okay so the water fountain thing is one of my favorite Pawnee is weird gags in the entire ep- series like the way they wrap their mouths completely around the spout <laughs> is hilarious and gross
0: so gross. It is not one of my favorites.
1: <laughs> All right. But we can get back to that in a second. Yeah,
0: yeah, because we meet Jen Barclay, right? Barclay. Right? Barkley. Barkley. Barclay. Barkley. Yes. Man, I have terrible handwriting. Uh, <laughs> Bobby's new campaign manager, who worked with both James Carville and two Republican Senate campaigns. Is that yes. how that works? Guys So this is where
1: this is where T V shows piss me off. Like, they, they want to present political operatives as these completely, like, crass, profit-driven operators who will sell themselves to whomever has enough money to buy their services. And only about 40% of them are like that, <laughs> right? And generally speaking, even if you're like that, you don't cross party lines. Yeah. Right.
2: right. You, generally, the rule is, uh, political consultants are allowed to switch sides once, once. in their career. Uh, that that has happened a number of times. I think many of George Bush's consultants out of Texas used to be Democrats when Texas was Democratic. Am I remembering that right, Kirk? That is correct. And
1: and even uh, I'm forgetting the name of the main one, but even he once said, "Look, you don't get to turncoat twice." Right.
0: right yeah it's uh it happens in the legal world too like you have a lot of prosecutors that become defense attorneys and every once in a while you have a defense attorney become a prosecutor but yeah you get one time like there's there are a very tiny tiny group of people that like go back and forth but it not really like you get to do it once uh she does remind me a little bit of uh the she's a kellyanne conway of Pawnee, though. Except she's great. Yeah, she has a
1: soul and seems to understand the difference between right and wrong, even if she chooses not to care. And I used to think that maybe Kellyanne Conway was like that, and I don't anymore. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Fair enough. Um,
1: George Conway is totally getting me in that divorce.
0: (laughs) Same. (laughs) I have a whole theory about that, but I'm not going to go into it right now. Um. Yeah, so she is uh, amazing, and she shows up to shake up the campaign because she got paid lots and lots of money
2: two hundred and fifty thousand dollars,
0: which I will have to say is not that
1: off from the going rate, right, right, Jacob?
0: <laughs> That's what you guys make.
1: I
2: need to have a better agent,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: guys. Yeah, we don't all have, no, we don't it's, have it's, agents. It should be noted. <laughs> But maybe we should, if that's what was on. Like, if NBA salaries were on the table, like showing up for getting 250k for a couple, presumably a couple of months' work or a couple of weeks' work. Um, they said six weeks out, so a little less than two months' work, 250k, uh, presumably while still having other clients. I think that is the thing TV also often gets wrong is. Very rarely will a consultant or in politics ever go full-time on one campaign that is not a presidential campaign. Generally, they are working on multiple things at a time.
1: Though she is the campaign manager, and almost never is your campaign manager just a consultant who's operating in the distance, Yeah, at least right. on the Democratic side. The Republican side is structured a little bit differently, which maybe— What they're accurately reflecting here, but they're
2: not. She really should be their general consultant more than their campaign manager, but that's probably not a phrase the people who wrote this have ever heard. So when they sit down
1: to meet with Jen, she ends the conversation with saying, I knew I should have met you guys. Now I want you to win, which really changes her take on the campaign, and she goes soft on them, right?
0: Totally. 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 Or she puts up a new ad mocking Leslie's ad, which is sad.
1: Well, also goes straight to Perd Happily, who, again, his show is Daily, and says, <laughs> right. Leslie Nope represents everything that's wrong about politics in America. Now, Jacob, I don't know about you, um, but while I definitely have given a lot of quotes to the media as a campaign manager, and I've even been on like tv being interviewed as a campaign manager i have neither gone to a tv studio set to be interviewed as like the focal interview of a show or debated the other candidate on live tv or in front of the public as a campaign manager is my experience just limited or did the show get this wrong
2: it 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 doesn't get it right but if you google me There is plenty of evidence of me saying things about our opponents generally pointing out where they're lying or have done something truly horrendous. Uh, It is not at all uncommon for the campaign manager for one campaign and the candidate for another campaign to both be quoted in a story, but they would not be on TV at the same time. Right. Right. Or yeah, it's just
1: they're they're again, they're acting as though all campaigns are presidential campaigns where the manager is also something of a celebrity just because of their job, which I wish I
2: am <laughs> perfectly happy not being a celebrity. Except for to the thousands of people who listen to this podcast. Right, right. I
0: was gonna say like, too bad because yep. Ice Town Clown fandom.
1: There are dozens <laughs> yep. of us. Dozens.
0: There are more than dozens.
1: A lot more than that based upon uh, podcast statistics. But yes.
0: yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Anne uh, takes over this health department slash parks department initiative to fix the water fountain problem. Which yeah. actually makes total sense. Like, now I get what Anne's job is. Like,
1: yeah. So is, is Anne originally from Pawnee? Mm, I, I think no. Okay, because... I, I don't know if that's been established or not, but she definitely acts as though this putting your mouth over the top of the water fountain thing is something that is just beyond the pale to her, which wouldn't be the case if she was actually from Pawnee, right? And she's not like Ben, who raises a questioning eyebrow every time somebody mentions Little Sebastian or Alta Vista. She seems to be completely in line with all that. But apparently the water fountain thing It's just I don't know. a
0: bridge too far. Yeah, you raise a good point. She is sort of presented often as like an outsider to things, to Pawnee customs. But do, we don't know anything about her. Do
2: we think maybe she she's been here for some considerable time, but is not native to the city? Maybe she came here to one of maybe. the maybe you know, you see uh UC Pawnee, which shows up in the fourth season.
0: Right.
1: Yes,
2: clearly.
0: I do. So Jerry invents this little very, this cage that goes over the water fountain. (laughs) Watching Andy just like rip it off and put his mouth back on it. It was like, toddler. That's just exactly (laughs) what my child would do. Uh.
1: And uh, Tom wants to replace water fountains with $600 bags of Voss water. Sure. (laughs) But, But nothing beats Donna's...
0: Do, do
2: I look like I drink water? Yes. <laughs> Tom Tom uh, basically is, you know, the Republican-controlled Congress here. Why have a sensible okay. plan when you can come up with an unworkable, expensive one?
1: Exactly. Also, this is the least problematic Tom storyline and scene in many episodes, so I'm happy about
0: that. That's true. That's true. Um. So Bob—oh, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Go, 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 go ahead. Uh, So Bobby Newport uh, comes up with a plan to sort of undo Leslie's support with the seniors. Uh, Rise up Pawnee, where he puts a lift in instead of a ramp, which is also way more expensive, I would think, and more complicated to implement. Uh,
1: Let's be perfectly honest. Given that the city was bankrupt two years ago, I don't think they're putting giant ramps or elevator lifts At every single staircase in public Anytime soon And both these candidates are just pandering Leslie is just maintaining Some level of realism With her pandering uh,
2: Yeah, I mean At, at every staircase is, is A little extreme I guess But I mean it's not that far From just being ADA compliant
0: <laughs> right. right. Well, that, that, also, that. No, no.
1: This is this is true. But I have to assume that like, like the public buildings in Pawnee already should be ADA compliant because we haven't seen episodes about the city government being sued into oblivion for valid ADA-related reasons. Yeah, as they should be if they, you know.
2: Yeah, I, it, it does seem like Leslie's proposal is pretty similar to ADA compliance. Um, I mean, I guess— Except that it, except
1: that it's not because the ADA, ADA compliance is that, like, every every property needs to have a ramp, which they should.
2: Her proposal
1: is the city's just going to pay for all the ramps.
2: Oh, okay. Instead that's, of,
1: that's the problem with it. Instead- yeah, it's not like she's going to— yeah, she's not mandating this to businesses, which she should. She's proposing that the city install all the ramps at cost. Right. She's, Socialism. She's making it a yes.
2: government program instead of a mandate.
1: Right, yes. which it should be a mandate and obviously should have already been a mandate because it's federal law, people.
2: Yeah. The ADA
1: is super important and complying with it is not just right. It's a legal requirement. It has been for decades, and I'm surprised that there are businesses in Pawnee – that would not have been in some way encouraged or forced to already do so. So I don't know exactly where these ramps are going or why the government's going to be the one paying for them. Thanks, thanks
2: George Bush and Tom Harkin.
0: But either way, Bobby Newport wins the endorsement of the old guy, and thus the senior citizen vote in Pawnee. Yes. Um, oh, Chris interviews deputy directors... And the only note I have about this is Ben's already filling the Leslie hole.
1: Hey, is- hey, uh- <laughs> Leslie Void, yes. yeah. Oh. Also, I love that they're so non-committed to this plot line that they don't even bother to cast a couple of extras to be the people that they're interviewing. Like, I feel like they could have done something like the episode of The Office where they're trying to find a successor to um, so Michael- Will Ferrell. Um, yeah. No, to Will Ferrell, right. uh, and they just run through a bunch of cameos of people
2: who could be on the show, um, but nope, didn't go that route. We don't, we don't bring in a, a callback to a, the British version of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yes, yes. Man,
0: if only I would watch the shit out of that.
2: <laughs> well, we'd have we'd have eight episodes to talk about after our uh, we finish watching this Seth this season. <laughs>
0: Um. So they go back to uh, the diner to meet with Jennifer. And I love when she's like, do you want anything? Everything in this town is so cheap, which is how I feel when I go anywhere. It,
1: it, it's, it's how I feel when my friends who don't live in D.C. post the Zillow links to the houses they just bought. Guys, it's great.
2: It is so great. I, uh... Yeah, I love going to uh, to diners uh, around the state because, yeah, you get a lot of food for very little money. It's a great dining experience in the middle of the country. Yep the the so the redder the redder the the redder the food the better it is. If only uh, if only liberals knew how to make good food.
1: Uh, I make great food.
2: I'm an awesome chef. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say rude.
2: Yeah, Katie is an incredible cook. Like, what are you saying? Not in their homes. I'm saying as a, as a structure. Um, if 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 Chick Fil A didn't believe horrible things, uh, their chicken would be phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: I read a whole long article about how to make a Chick Fil A sandwich yourself at home, but I have not had the time to try it. Okay. So. Okay. Um, I'll let you know actually I generally the baby was crying but I actually generally agree with Jacob unfortunately um, the,
2: the, the the places <laughs> we ignore because uh, their views are right wing um, versus the places conservatives ignore because their views are left wing uh, we are lo- we are on the right moral side but losing out on the food side of that yeah. equation
0: I I do have to agree with that,
1: for the most part. I say test this theory
2: and then check your cholesterol
1: levels, Jacob, <laughs> and get back to me on Yeah, that.
0: but we weren't talking about health. We were talking about taste. <laughs> Very different things. If I
2: want to balloon up to 400 pounds and die at 45, that's my right as an American, so says Ron Swanson. <laughs>
0: uh, so, Leslie really likes talking to Jennifer and or Jen, and gets her advice and she goes to talk to Ben about it and Ben says a sentence that I want to see if you guys feel like this is true, which is, as a rule, you shouldn't take advice from your opponent's campaign manager. What do you guys think? True? Not true?
1: I mean, I kept giving one of our opponents uh, in that race in Virginia, their campaign manager, a lot of advice during the primary and he actually took me up on some of it and they finished third. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> he needed all the advice he could. Do yeah.
2: No, no, they were doing pretty well, but then mm. oops. <laughs> it's I, funny how that worked out. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy the scene where the two of them talk and Jen's when you when you play chess when you don't have someone to play chess against as I don't. And it's like, right, yeah, no. Jen Jen, uh, Jen needs to get a Skype friend.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh Honestly, though, her idea about, like, a free shuttle ride service for seniors, that's a good idea. That's something the government should be doing in in, in, in a lot of cases, right? That is a a supplement to the mass transit system that you could provide to to accommodate the specific needs of seniors. That's a really good idea.
0: Um, I'm just glad that this character is here for several episodes because even though we've pointed out all the problems, I feel like she is... She does a more accurate job of portraying some of the political things than the characters that we've seen so far. I don't know. I could take that back in a future episode, but. No, I think that she is a good,
1: like, counterbalance to the overly naive take on politics that Leslie and Ben sometimes evoke um, without delving into complete dark, dark, machiavellian this. right? Right. right. So. I,
2: I will say, I think campaign people pretty universally enjoy Jen Barkley as a representation of themselves. Yeah. It's not all flattering, but it's you know, you right. can see the good and the bad, uh, and yeah. we can live with this in a way that while I enjoy the hell out of Veep, I don't like seeing myself in those characters. <laughs>
1: well, so I was about to say, what she is, is a healthy dose of Veep mixed into this, uh, you know, West Wingish view on
0: politics. Yes, yeah, that's true. That's a good, good what, analogy.
1: God, that would be a great crossover. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> I would love to see a debate between...
0: <laughs> Judd <Jen> Bar- <laughs> Farlat and Selena Meyer. Meyer.
2: I just, like, I want Toby and Mike going at it on whatever the version of Crossfire we have in this <laughs> shared universe is.
0: Someone with more skills than any of us splice together all those YouTube clips. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so April solves the water fountain problem, even though she pretends like Anne does it, which is just they take off the spout, so the water just shoots up, and you have no choice but to just drink the water normally. Um, and Anne tells Ron that April came up with it. I, okay, I, I agree. This this plot is dumb.
2: Let's move on. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um.
1: So Leslie does what every candidate does. She debates the other side's campaign
2: manager on a local totally, TV show. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> this ace because the- Bobby is in Europe. <laughs> this kind of asymmetric debate can only go badly for the candidate who has shown up.
0: Yep. Uh, also, so Jen says all this stuff on the air about how uh, the reason that Bobby Newport is in Europe is he's going to get these companies to invest in Pawnee and then at the end of the interview she's like, oh, that was all mostly made up. And it's just, it's not funny in 2019. Like,
1: Yep. <laughs> So, the thing is, is that Leslie was kicking her ass until Jin just decided to lie. Right. Which was really impressive, even though it didn't work. And Perd, Perd's not there to declare a winner, but Jin is the winner.
0: I feel like the, the joke is, you know, well, no campaign would go this far as to... You know just completely lie and have no shame so that's where the joke is and it's oh
2: summer child the, their satire of the media always lands very well they like the, uh, uh parks and rec does a mediocre job understanding how campaigns work but they certainly get the foibles of p- political coverage right almost universally and The way P.E.R.D. handles the debate is just spot on. The I'm not here to declare a winner, but she's the winner is just how I feel about everyone on cable news.
1: So then we go back to uh, Ron and April, um, who he promotes to be the acting deputy director of the Parks Department, despite her really trying to wriggle her way out of it. And it's it's a nice moment of growth for for April, even though she's clearly terrified of ever becoming a serious and
2: actual adult. Yeah, no, it's it's it is it is one of the better moments in what is a pretty weak plot, pretty weak B plot in an episode.
1: And that's the episode. I think it's a pretty good one. You know, this is like this is when this fourth season takes a turn to be basically just about the campaign stuff, right? And it's my favorite stretch of Parks and Rec. So
2: I think this is a a good start to that. I didn't have a lot to say about the poll in the beginning. Can't we talk about the Flash poll, though?
1: (laughs) Uh, I I assume it was done online on uh, Alda Vista Plus.
2: How, How scientifically rigorous do we think their screening process was? I mean
1: how scientifically rigorous are any media flash polls? I mean, the very nature of a flash poll is that you're setting aside certain levels of scientific rigor in order to get a result
2: quickly, thus the flash part. Uh, right. And so this... It, 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 they said flash poll. I thought they were going to say it had been happening during the show which was going to uh, like was actually going to send me into therapy but i think that they have um uh they've been probably conducting it you over know, 24 hours about the issue at stake in the election
1: what was yep. your interpretation so- my interpretation is that they posted an article about the two ramp-slash-lift ideas on Facebook and said, like for Leslie, share for Bobby, and then did the count to determine who won. Mm, okay. 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 Because that seems to be the sort of intellectual, scientific rigor that Perd Happily would bring to this sort of question. Yeah. It, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. But, no. It's a great episode. So... Um, Unfortunately, Katie has had to step off the podcast, Uh, so it's just Jacob and me here to close. So let me say that we really appreciate everybody who's listened to the episode and that if you want to find out more about our show, more about these episodes, you can check us out at facebook.com slash IcetownClowns. You can visit us on Twitter at IcetownClownPod, and we also have a website, IcetownClowns.com. And in two or so weeks, usually, we'll be back with our next episode, Lucky, um, the 18th episode of the fourth season. So you can go out, watch that on Netflix or Hulu or iTunes or Amazon, wherever you watch it. And while you're out there on the Internet, please leave us a a review at the Spotify, Stitcher, Google or Apple podcast stores, all of your reviews, help us gain a bit of attention, grow our audience, and let other people join in the fun of re-watching Parks and Recreation with us.
2: You've been listening to Ice Town Clouds, a podcast about parks and recreation, that we are at the end of. That end